0: There's always something hot happening in South Florida. Talk now with Brian Mudd on News Radio 610 WIOD.
1: We believe we have to renew the debt ceiling and we are going to move forward and get it done. And we believe it will ultimately be done in a bipartisan way.
0: And by the way, just hand us your wallet, it'll be quicker that way. And of course, Chuck Schumer. Said majority leader. Now, my top three takeaways today, I referenced what would amount to a hurricane tax. So we already pay the highest property and flood insurance premiums in the country here in South Florida because, yeah, lucky us, we're deemed to be, you know, highest risk in the country. So even like when Ida happens, we feel the impacts of that. We don't have to get hit and have claims ourselves for, you know, these, uh, you know, these situations to impact us negatively. We've just seen our premiums go up and up and up. Well, something else that could have an impact on it is President Biden's tax policy. So in referencing to my takeaways today, the hurricane tax is actually based upon some brilliant work and analysis by R Street. Recently put out a piece called Estimating Potential Effects of the Global Minimum Tax on Catastrophic Insurance Markets, of which we are one of those. So here to explain this whole situation is Jerry Theodoro, the Director of Finance, Insurance, and Trade at the R Street Institute. Jerry, thank you for joining us. Brian, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So one thing we already know is that we pay a lot more for property insurance than we would like. But as I understand it, based upon R Street's research here, if the tax policy were along the lines of what President Biden is advocating, that would be impacted with still higher premiums. Tell us about it.
1: Yes, thank you. Also for the compliment about our street, uh, you're absolutely correct that if the proposals are, are passed as as uh, written out, premiums for homeowners in Florida would rise up by several hundreds of dollars. And as you say, they're already quite high. Florida is unique in having the confluence of the five factors which make it uh, expensive for insurance, uh, personal insurance of, of many kinds. You've got the roofing damage repair business with assignment of benefits and complete groups being replaced. You have the um, uh, attorney involvement in uh, in homeowners insurance, which is way out of line with the rest of the country. We have the exposure from natural catastrophes because of the coastal location. And also the, the uh, companies that try to take policies away from citizens insurance, the takeout companies, a lot of Florida insurance companies are uh, having – poor financial results. So you've got these these bad factors already that make it expensive, but now it's going to get even worse because Florida insurance companies rely on reinsurance, which is insurance for insurance companies. It's like a financial shock absorber. About 80, 90% of the risk that's borne by insurers is, is fed out and ceded to these reinsurance companies, which are largely offshore. Many of them are in Bermuda, and one of the provisions, one of the obscure provisions of the tax plan is to raise the global minimum tax. So that would make the reinsurance companies charge more, which they're going to pass on to the insurance companies, which they're going to pass on to homeowners, ordinary citizens of Florida, South Florida, especially, and the panhandle. So it's really quite ugly because, as you say, it's already high, and if it gets worse, then some people may go bare and not have insurance at all, which would be totally catastrophic because, Florida is is uh, dead center for so many catastrophes.
0: Jerry, you did such a brilliant job of really bringing that down to an understandable level, which is appreciated. And you know, when uh, taking a look at the overall impact on the average premium in Florida right now, we're talking about three hundred dollars per home in Florida. Uh, that we would see an increase annually based upon this change taking place. So it is significant. And, you know, to this end, Jerry, this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? I mean, when you're talking about, you know, tax increases on businesses, it it finds its way ultimately to, to the consumer more often than not, doesn't it? It
1: does indeed. And I was just talking about this obscure provision about taxing overseas, companies with a global minimum tax. And there's also the, the headline provision about raising the U.S. corporate tax, which would be passed on to to homeowners uh, as well. Many of the large insurance companies, the national insurance companies with a footprint in Florida are publicly traded companies. So the owners of those companies, which are the shareholders, are going to expect their rate of return to, to stay the same. Otherwise, they're not going to invest in those companies. To the extent that they invest elsewhere, then insurers are going to be hurt even more. And Florida insurance companies already have had poor financial results, as have national insurers with a footprint in Florida. So really we don't want to stretch this more, which is why the paper uh, with data argues why it's not a good thing to, to uh threaten this lifeblood of the insurance industry. The reinsurance industry does a great job of providing resilience. It's the shock absorber. It allows the economy to bounce back. It allows people with homes that are damaged to get reimbursed. It's a good thing, and we shouldn't hurt it.
0: Yeah, well said, Jerry. Uh, One dynamic when we're talking about the reinsurance market as well, a lot of people, you know, for obvious reasons, wouldn't understand it. They wouldn't have necessarily a reason to. They just you know, deal with their end insurance company. But most of them are based, uh, like in Bermuda, for example. Why is it that we have reinsurance companies that hub out of Bermuda?
1: Yeah, well, Bermuda is just one of the overseas hubs for reinsurance. And there's others as well. There is uh, continental Europe with some giant reinsurance companies in Germany and Switzerland and France. There's also the Lloyds of London market in London, which does a lot of reinsurance, and Bermuda, as you mentioned, is a uh, an entrepôt. It's a it's a center of reinsurance, especially property catastrophe reinsurance. And it was established, or the companies established there, because there was no uh, tax on uh, investment income or, or corporate tax. The tax situation in Bermuda is different. They tax em- employers based on the number of employees. They tax goods that are imported into Bermuda. So it has a different sort of a tax. Regime And and it's worked quite well. It was uh, really developed as a center of reinsurance back in the the 1980s when there was a different problem that was facing the reinsurance industry and the insurance industry, and that was liability insurance, medical malpractice and, and mass torts and asbestos and that sort of thing. So a lot of companies were hurt and there was a deficit in capital. So the advantages of Bermuda were seized upon and it's thrived in the last three and a half decades to become a reinsurance center for all different lines of insurance, including what we're talking about this morning, property catastrophe.
0: Jerry Theodoro, the Director of Finance, Insurance, and Trade at the R Street Institute. Thank you so much. You really do remarkable work, and that was an excellent explanation. Really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much, and uh, thank you for all your listeners for tuning in.
0: Absolutely. Be right back the Brian Mudd Show. ready Radio 610 WIOD.